Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. Now on ESPN Radio. Now on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for tuning in here on this Tuesday. Sorry I sound so uh, terrible. We got a little cold, but that's okay. Uh, one Missoula tie I wanted to mention. This is a roundabout. This is like how small the world of football actually is. On Saturday, I guess on Sunday, excuse me, I was driving around doing my errands. And uh, we were playing the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers game. And uh, then our fearless leader here at Missoula Broadcasting texted me. Um, she's a huge Packers fan. And she's like, is Brett Rippon Mark Rippon's son? Because Brett Rippon was playing for the, the LA Rams. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. And I thought about the Missoula connection. Uh, the Missoula connection is that Kenny Stanger, the late Kenny Stanger, who was a great agent uh, throughout the football world, uh, some would call him the Drew Rosenhaus of the CFL. He negotiated a bunch of big-time deals in the Canadian Football League. He also opened the door to pro football for a variety of guys from Montana, from the University of Montana, and from the Big Sky Conference in general. He was a, a agent for a great many players over the years. Uh, he passed away a, while, a little while ago, but he was my next-door neighbor growing up my whole life. And the guy I used to love talking football with. But one of his biggest... Well, certainly his biggest, and one of his uh, non-Montana-related clients was Mark Rippon. Mark Rippon, for those of a certain age remember, was the MVP of the Super Bowl back in 1991. And uh, he became, I believe, the second quarterback in NFL history to get a million-dollar salary, Dan Marino being the first. Uh, So that was a huge deal when uh, Ken Stanger, a kid who was just a Missoula Sentinel graduate, Negotiated that contract. So just thinking about that, thinking about how Mark Rippon now, I think he makes his home in Coeur d'Alene. Brett Rippon went to Boise State, so they have ties to this area. And uh, Brett Rippon, um, well, he got his one game of starting for the Rams. They signed Carson Wentz off the street today, so I think that that probably puts that experiment to rest. So we'll see what the Rams, where the Rams go. The Rams were looking pretty good when Matthew Stafford was healthy. Can he get back to healthy? Uh, I'm not sure. He's uh, certainly uh, getting a little long in the tooth. If you missed anything in the first hour, Nuanas Now, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore. Visit MSU Bookstore. Dot org. The NBA has been going for a little over a week. Uh, we every every team's played between six and eight games. To maybe surprise you or not, I don't know. Sometimes I think that the the champs don't necessarily start that well. But the defending champs this year are certainly off to a great start. Nuggets out to a seven and one start. That's the best record in the NBA. The Boston Celtics, who are the Vegas favorites to win the championship this year. In terms of futures odds, they are uh, sitting at 
five and one, and so is the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the Mavs are off to a six and one start. The Warriors are six and two. So a lot of familiar names, a lot of teams that maybe not that unexpected right out the gates here. Uh, but I haven't watched any of this, so I, I'm I'm shooting blind here. We're gonna do a little NBA buy sell. But first, Andrew, tell me about this tournament that's been going on. Like, have you been watching this? Have you been following this? They got multiple in-season tournaments now, but including this new one that's right out the gates. Yeah, they have well one in-season tournament now. It's a new deal this year. I I have not been watching it, but I guess it's tied in with the regular season games. Okay. So these counts. These games count. For the regular season, and they also count against the teams in your pool for this in-season tournament. Okay. Um, So that's why they've been having the crazy courts for these, so that you know that it's an in-season tournament game. All of the games are going to count towards the regular season except for the one final. So it's pool play. They have, I think, six divisions, right? Pool play, you advance to the knockout rounds if you win your pool or they have a couple wild card slots. Then they'll slot those games in, and I think January for the knockout round, and then mm-hmm. the championship game will be in Vegas in I think February, and that'll mm. be outside of the regular season. Okay. So an extra game for those two teams that make it to the final, uh, and then everybody on the winning team gets a half million dollar bonus to make them maybe play hard. I don't I don't know if they will or not. Okay, um, <laughs> it'd be fascinating to watch how this all plays out. All right, let's do a little buy-sell. I'll start. The uh, Boston Celtics are the Vegas favorites in the preseason into this first week of the season to win the NBA championship. Are you buying or selling the Ve- the uh, Boston Celtics as the Vegas favorites to win the NBA title? I'm selling the Boston Celtics. I think they're right up there. I'm not taking them over the Nuggets yet. I'd, I'd buy I them as the favorites come out of the East right now, and maybe that's splitting hairs a little bit, right? I think they got better in the offseason, uh, and I think that they're a hair above probably the Bucks in the East right now. Yeah, Can't take them over the Nuggets because, man, the Nuggets just won the NBA championship last year. They're off to a 7-1 and one start. They look pretty unstoppable. I mean, they, they have the best player in the world. It's still, still somehow it's like hard for people to comprehend because he's just... He's ugly and he doesn't have big muscles and it just it just doesn't matter, man. The Joker's just the best player in the world. People he's the best gotta, player in the world. It's got to accept that. I mean, at some point he's got to he's got to accept it. I also think it's funny because I, I do think the Celtics are good. I do think they got better because first of all, I think that Drew Holiday is going to prove to be one of the great offseason acquisitions in the NBA this year because he's such a great plug-and-play type of player. It's very rare you can get a player of Drew Drew Holiday's um, pedigree, talent, accomplishment that's also willing to play whatever role you want. Pretty much every other top 30 or 35 guy in the league is going to come in with some sort of agenda or expectation. If you tell Drew Holiday, hey, man, you're not going to score at all. All we want you to do is just guard and pass. He'll be like, yep, that's fine. I'll do that. He's the only real, true all-star caliber player in the league that would do that, which is a, an objective win. He also is tough, which is one of the biggest flaws on this Celtics team. Is or I guess it's been one of the biggest criticisms is what sort of uh, long-term playoff-level uh, toughness do guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have. The other part, though, is that the Celtics always get so much love in the preseason because... 
Two of the main guys driving the NBA media ship are Celtics homers, man. Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo. I mean, they're, they did half an hour the other day about how this might be the greatest starting lineup in NBA history. I'm like, come on, man. Give it's me a seven break. Games. It's been seven games. This is a great starting lineup. Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Christoph Sporzingis. It's a great starting lineup. Like, do you remember when Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman also were in the same starting lineup? Come on, man. Like, how about when Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Steph and uh, Clay Thompson were in the same starting lineup? That's the greatest starting lineup of all time, right? Yes. Or yes. at least in the 20th century. Yeah, in the in the modern era, I guess we would just say the salary cap era. Yeah. I mean, because the, the Boston Celtics way back when had like four Hall of Famers in the starting lineup or whatever, oh, the, right. the Showtime Lakers. But yes, yeah, right. it's a good lineup. Here's yeah, the I mean, problem, Kareem man. Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson is a pretty good start for a starting James lineup. James Worthy, yeah. I mean, the first two are two of the ten best players ever, and they were on the same team. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. These Those guys just, I love the, their content. They're so good. They have so much insight in the NBA. The, the unbelievable romanticism and obsession with the Celtics is is the one flaw that I got. Yeah, I mean, here's the here's the thing with the lineup, right? It's a great starting lineup. I think they're really good. Well, it's been 7 games. Derek White is already day to day. Christoph Porzingis has one healthy season in the last 6. He played to be he played 65 games for the Wizards last year. Mm-hmm. It's the healthiest he's been since his rookie year. Yep. What, what did, you know, what is this lineup going to look like in two, three months? What's this lineup going to look like in June uh, when you're playing in the playoffs and it counts? Last thing about Drew Holiday, the other thing I love about Drew Holiday is he now has a chip on his shoulder about your toughest competition in the East, right? Yeah, that's right. Because the Milwaukee Bucks picked Dame Lillard over him in the offseason. Um, you know, Drew Holiday, his his shooting splits, his, his offense was a problem for the Bucks in the playoffs and the half-court offense. It's been that way for a couple years, and he, he wasn't a negative in the playoffs, but it was an issue for the Bucks in the playoffs since they won the championship. The Celtics have a better half-court offense than the Bucks do. Wow. I mean, that's not that bold of a statement, honestly. Than uh, the Bucks do before they got Dame, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 right. Totally. Well, that now, I mean... The Bucks have been a little clunky out the gates, and I think it's going to be a stark adjustment. This is what I'm always saying, though. NBA teams are not 2K rosters. Damian Lillard is a higher-rated player on NBA 2K than Drew Holiday. There's no debating that. Damian Lillard is a much more prolific scorer. He's a much more historical level of player. There's no debating that. That doesn't mean he's a better complement to Giannis Antetokounmpo than Drew Holiday. That still remains to be seen. And part of it is, Dame's got as good a range and he's as clutch of a shooter as anybody in the history of the league. He's never been good on defense. Chris Milton's coming off of his second bad injury. He's not no longer that good on defense either. How much can you ask Giannis to do? I mean, he is the Greek freak. He can do everything, but how sustainable is that if you really want to play up into the triple digits worth of games in a, in a given NBA season, I just think that the Bucks they have a they've had a lot more tumult than than maybe the the media just hasn't given as much credence to the tumult. They've only talked about just getting Dame, but they've had a coaching change. They've lost their their captain and Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton's coming back from an injury. I just think the Bucks have a lot of things to figure out. 
Yeah, and I think that's where the, the 2K analogy really shines, right? Is like, okay, the Bucks looked at their roster. They looked at their organization in the offseason. They said, okay, we don't think Mike Budenholzer is the playoffs coach who's going to get us back to the mountain. They made the coaching change. They said, okay, we have a chance to get a higher-rated player, like you said. Yeah. A guy with a higher reputation around the league in Damian Lillard and plug him in in place of Drew Holiday. Not that it's not going to work out. It's just that... It's not a video game, right? Yes. These are people who need time <laughs> to work that stuff out. That's right. Playing playing high-level NBA basketball at the level that the Bucks want to is very, very, very difficult. Imagine how difficult it is when you're playing with players. I mean, they're six games into the season. Yes. Giannis and Dame have been playing together for six games. Adrian Griffin has been the coach for six games. Yes. I think it's going to work out, but you're right. You can't just throw them together and expect it to work out immediately. Is it going to take, you know, 40 or 50 games? You know, think back to the Boston Celtics two years ago now. Mm-hmm. They were under 500 at the All-Star break. This was Ime Odoka's first year as head coach. Yep. There was talk. I'm sure you were listening to Bill Simmons talk on his podcast. Do they need to tr- trade Jalen Brown? Yep. Turned around, they were the best team in the NBA in the second half, and they went to the NBA Finals and lost to the Warriors. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes time, especially when you're you're bringing these new players together. And Damian Lillard is completely unlike anybody who Giannis has ever played with. Well, it's now ESPN Radio NBA buy sell for you here on this Tuesday. Um. All right, I got one more, and then you can give me one. Buy or sell. This being the end of the window for the Philadelphia 76ers to win a championship because if they do not, they're going to have to unload the reigning MVP in Joel Embiid. Man, I... It's a really tough one, right? Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. If they have to get rid of Embiid, then yes, it is. Yes. But I'm selling that original statement because I think that as long as you have Joel Embiid, you can build a team around him. So if they can keep hold of Joel Embiid... It's always a team that has the potential to be a championship contender. I think it's going to be addition by subtraction. Like, I'm looking at their starting lineup right now. So, again, it's why the the NBA is not NBA 2K. Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, Kelly Oubre, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, to me, is a better NBA starting lineup than if that lineup included Ben Simmons and James Harden. I am aware that those guys are both all-star caliber players, and James Harden has been... A perennial all-star. You are better with that lineup because you can just have a centerpiece in Joel Embiid. And Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey are both very good. Could be 18 to 20 point per game guys. Yeah, and uh, you know what's happened so far is sort of bearing out your take there because they're 5-1 and one, and right. they're right behind the Celtics Who's in the, the coach? East. Who's the coach there now? Because James Harden got Doc Rivers fired. <laughs> Uh, Nick Nurse. Oh, of course. So Nick they Nurse, have a new coach this offseason, yeah, right, too. Right. Nick Nurse was supposed to go to Milwaukee, but then he didn't, and then they hired Adrian Griffin, and now Nick Nurse is in from Toronto to Milwaukee, or to uh, Philadelphia. To Philly. Got it. Got right. It. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think the problem is is that the reason they got James Harden, the reason they went all in with James Harden, Daryl Morey's whole philosophy from when he was in, in Houston and now in Philadelphia is that you can build a nice-looking team and a team that fits together well. In the playoffs, you kind of just need guys who can score. Did you see... (laughs) This is why social media is so ridiculous. These are things I just wish I didn't know, but when I do know them, I have to make fun of them. Did you see that Daryl Morey 
And this is from his own personal Instagram. He got a painting of James Harden commissioned and now has said painting hanging in his home. I did see that. And then he had to trade James Harden. This is like the ultimate embarrassment. This is when you just put the painting up for auction. Just get this out of my house. Well, maybe just put it in the garage, right? Because then isn't it, isn't it embarrassing if everybody knows you're selling it, right? <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too. Hand it down to, like, your nephew or something. Or, like, hang it backwards. <laughs> just have the, have, the photo of, have the picture of Harden facing the wall and have it be, like, a blank frame or whatever. Unbelievable. Uh, NBA buy seller on Noazza. All right, what you got for me? Well, one of the are are you buying or selling this is the year for the Dallas Mavericks? Wow, I knew you were gonna ask me that. Okay. I've been thinking about this a lot too. I, I <laughs> if you're a loyal listener, you know I dwell a lot on the NBA because in my in my free time, of course, what else do I do besides talk about sports and write about sports? I also just listen to sports. But the main podcasters I listen to are about the NBA. I just find it's like my it's like my release, you know? Uh, the NBA is just there's so such rich storylines all the time and like the legacy building is just sort of how I love to think about and analyze sports and it's it's just the the league that I started following intensively earliest on in my life so that's all the the reasons why but I'm always thinking about all these things and then I just I feel so uh blessed to have the opportunity to have a radio show where then I can just go talk about them unfettered. By the way, if you have any contributions to this conversation, you got buy sells for us, text us 406 888 1029. This to me is um, it's a very easy question because it comes down to me at least to one thing. And that is is Luka Doncic in Good enough physical condition and good enough uh, durable. Does he have enough durability and physical conditioning to be as good as he is right now in April and May? Because right now, he's absurd. Because that's what he's always is at the beginning of the year. And I'm not quite ready to say he's the guy that is like totally injury prone or breaks down. But I do think, I mean, we've seen this with Embiid. And then Embiid like sort of like let it go in flux too. But like Embiid used to be just incredibly out of shape, and and that he would always break down. Well, then he got into like relatively fine shape. I still think he could get into better shape, but he got into relatively fine shape, and he won the MVP. If he took the next step, conditioning wise, I mean, you're talking about he, he has talent that he could be a top twenty player ever, even maybe even a top ten guy if he really took it to the max. I think that's Doncic too. I know it might seem like I'm being a hypocrite because I'm saying the same, you know, I, I'm talking, you know, how nobody can accept Jokic because he looks like this chubby, uh, out-of-shape guy. But the difference between Dacic and Jokic is that Jokic is ready to roll for 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. He's never breaking down. He, he, he doesn't come out of games. He is so well-conditioned despite what you might think he looks like there on the TV. So, and Dacic, as... You know, he's been in and out of the lineup so much. They, they, he just has to prove that he can be the man from start to finish. If he can, then they could absolutely make a run at the Western Conference Finals or even the Western Conference title. Well, they've been to the Western Conference Finals one year with him, right? Two years ago when they beat the Suns, they actually just ended the Suns completely in the second round. Uh, so I guess what you're saying is that that's one that's not going to be settled until we're, we're 80 games into the season? I think that's right. Or at least we'll at least be able to have a, a better gauge, at least by t- when it's we're into twenty twenty four. Yeah, are are you 
Well, I'll say one thing on the Mavericks first. I think a couple little low-key moves for them has made them way deeper than they were last year. Yeah. The kid they got in the draft, Derek Lively, the center from Duke, looks hey, like sweet. a perfect pick-and-roll partner for Doncic. Yep. That allows you to have Dwight Powell be the backup. Yes. And that is, that's huge for them. Yes. And also they got Grant Williams. I mean, Grant Williams is legitimate. He's a playoff-proven guy. Yes, and he's he's a linchpin type of guy. He can be you know a power forward defensively, but can also stretch the floor offensively yep. so he doesn't jam up the lane. That's actually a really good pickup. I'm looking at their depth chart now. I had forgotten that he um that he had signed there. Yeah, and so you know when they went and got Kyrie, all the concern was about their their depth, but I think that they've done a really good job. You know, Tim Hardaway's not in the starting lineup anymore. Uh, I think they've done a really good job with a couple of their moves there. Are you buying or selling are you buying or selling particularly hard here on any of the uh, any of the other young teams in the West? And I'm talking about the Timberwolves who are off to a good start, the Pelicans, the Thunder, um, any of those teams you feel particularly strongly about? I love the Thunder. Me too. I, lo- I love the Thunder. I wrote a gr- I read a great pro- I wish I wrote. I read a great profile about uh, Shea Gilders Alexander. He like quietly stepped into a, a top fifteen guy last year, and I think the next step is a top ten guy. He was top. He was top ten last year. I, I mean, mean he, I, I mean, he averaged like thirty three points per he game. He might so. have been first team All NBA <laughs> yeah, last I year, mean, actually. I mean, he he won the scoring title, right? I mean, and he had he had very very. I mean, like more than thirty is pretty rare. More than thirty two is really 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 uh, rare. And and he was in that mix. I also, um, I also just love what they got around him as well. I mean, I, I just think that Josh Giddy is sweet. Uh, I've always loved Lou Dort. And then, you know, if Chet Holmgren can stay healthy, then wow, they, you know, they have they have a real shot. I love Anthony Edwards, and I hate Carl Anthony Towns. And so I'm just so stuck on the Timberwolves. I wish I didn't hate Cat, but he is just so soft, man. And, like, the way he pouts and just gets pushed around sometimes – I get. I mean, he's a prodigious talent. There is very few guys in the history of the league that can stretch the floor like that that are his size. When he gets cooking, he's ridiculous. But he also just loses games for you because he just throws these fits. I'm a big body language guy. And he's always complaining and crying. And I think he's a bad contrast to Anthony Edwards because I think Anthony Edwards is a straight dog who doesn't do any of that stuff I'm talking about. So I just don't know. If those two have a sustainable relationship, when it comes to New Orleans, it's got it's all about Zion. Like, can he stay healthy? At this point, I, I just can't wrap my head around letting myself believe that he can until he does. Yeah, it, yeah. At this point, you have to sell on over under fifty games for Zion. You have to take the under, so you have to sell the Pelicans because of that. I think the good thing for for your take for the Timberwolves, I think it's pretty clearly Anthony Edwards' team now. He played. He was the best player on Team USA over the summer at the World Cup. This is why Kelly Anthony Towns is a, a wuss. Because he's just going to let that happen. He doesn't even, he won't even care if it's Anthony Edwards' team. But that's best for the Timberwolves. No, it is. It is. I, I just and, think- and if Anthony Edwards is the guy, that gives him a chance to drag Carl Anthony Towns along with him, you know? That's right. It gives him the chance to make the team in his image. Uh, just because he's he's the face of the team and he's the leader in the locker room, and I think that's what's happening this season. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for chiming in here on our NBA conversation. 
Man, I didn't realize how much I'd missed talking with you about the NBA until we started doing it. We should do this more often. Well, we will do this more often. Do we need to talk about Wemby real quick. Oh, we have. To, how did we bury the lead? Okay, that was going to be my number one buy or sell because th- this was a uh, this was a two hour argument after the Grizz game on Saturday night with uh, the two tails times two. Uh, Austin, who might be listening, one of my great friends throughout my life. One of my great NBA friends. And then, of course, Ryan, another great friend of ours at the show and uh, the former co-host of this show. And I was mostly just being a contrarian just to get those guys to argue because they're just so fun and funny to argue with. <laughs> but they were saying that Victor Yuevanyama is even far beyond the hype. That he is, in terms of gifts and potential, the chosen one. I mean, Ryan was arguing that th- that if if things were to play out in the most dreamlike scenario for Victor Wembanyama, that he's the greatest player in the history of the game. He's only played in seven NBA games, so that's pretty outlandish to say right now. And the Spurs are sitting there at a whopping three and four right now, but the guy looks and moves and shoots and all that stuff like nobody I've ever really ever seen before. It's like almost disorienting to watch him because he's so. He's such a freak. Like he's, it's hard to even wrap your mind around. What, what, do, what do we think of what, what he's been like so far? I mean, are you buying this hype? I'm buying the hype, Coulter, and Everybody here's why. Is. Everything you've said about the way that he looks on the court is absolutely true. He looks completely different to everybody else. His his stats are good. The way he plays looks good. Here's the biggest thing that I've loved about Victor Wembanyama. Even in seven NBA games, he plays better against better opponents what was what was this coming out party the back-to-back games they beat the suns those have been the best games of his nba career against one of the most talented teams in the league the suns talked trash to him he went out and played so well in those games the other thing he gets better in the fourth quarter the spurs have had three wins they're not a good team they're winning these games late and close the games that they've won uh his stats go up in the fourth quarter. His shooting percentage goes up in the fourth quarter. He starts taking over games in the fourth quarter. All of that, to me, implies uh, a very, very good feel for the game and a uh, a strong thirst for competition, which not a lot of players have. He, so far, has raised his game against the best opponents. He's raised his games when it's mattered in the fourth quarter. That's something that can't really be taught. Seven games into his NBA career, it looks like he has it. Well, now ESPN Radio. College football rankings are out. This is sure to break Twitter. I think that's why they do these things, just to pretty much ignite people. <laughs> Ohio State holds it number one. I, I don't have enough uh, information or nuance to argue one way or the other between Ohio State and Georgia, but I hear it's a big controversy. Georgia's two. Michigan's number three. Florida State's four. Washington, five. Oregon, six. So that's where we're at right now for the college football rankings. We'll keep talking, talking hoops, except for we'll transition to some Lady Grizz, our Grizz star of the week, Danny Barsh, plus some thoughts from Brian Holsinger. That's next. Keep it right here. No is now, ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah, but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal. 
We grow our own models. We hand carve as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Few uh, notes for you. One correction. I, I did mention that Brent Rippon is Mark Rippon's son. That's incorrect. He's his nephew. I knew that. They're, they're a big football family. Chris Tomey is somewhere related in there as well. Chris Tomey used to coach at University of Idaho. Uh, he's now a uh, coach up in the CFL, but I believe for the Ottawa Red Blacks. So a lot of uh, football in the family tree there for uh, the Rippon clan. So thanks for the correction. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's time for our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law has more than 30 years of experience. Paul Ryan and Angie Miller approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures the top-notch attorneys are always prepared and ready to press forward on your case to get the clients the justice they deserve. Any and all legal advice is free, and there's always a real person to take your call 24-7. So call Ryan and Miller today, 406-542-2233. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Usually we're football heavy this time of year, but... We covered a basketball game last night. Danny Barch played outstanding. 18 points, 11 rebounds, and two steals. She was all over the place. Uh, every time she'd hit, have a big moment, I'd look at Andrew and say, she's their best player. I, I don't know how you quantify best, but I think if you're quantifying it by the player that has the biggest impact on winning, it's hard to argue against the Helena Capital product. Here's a couple minutes post-game with Danny Barsh. It seemed like every time you guys tried to make a run, they kind of just answered. I mean, uh, was it frustrating? Um, yeah, but that was like we knew that they would. They're a great team. They're super experienced. I mean, they're not just going to roll over and die at the first struggle that they have. So, like, that was one of our goals was to keep throwing punches as the game went on. And thought we did a great job of that. We just had a few little miscommunications, myself included. We came down and half of us were in zone, half of us were in man, and that's you're not going to win many games playing two different defenses on the same side of the floor. So we just got to learn, but that's the great thing is there's sky's the limit for this team, and there's so much we can learn from this game. I mean, first game, and we're toe-to-toe with Gonzaga. I mean, I know, but they're experienced. That's a great team to battle with, so it's a lot of improvement that we can be happy after this game. When it comes from just the, to the communication part, I mean, how much of that is just time? I'd say most of that is just honestly fatigue to sure. playing yeah. through it, being disciplined. That was a big goal for mine, and I think I, second half especially, I let fatigue get to me a little too much, especially on the glass, and that's on me. I can't let my teammates sound like that, and I'm <clears throat> a voice in practice, and I need to be a louder one, and I need to be consistent in that, and it was not tonight, so that's my fault. Just this group as a whole so far, just working with them, some of the new faces, what's it been like so far, Danny, as this group? You guys got the season kicked off. It's not the result you wanted, but just how, how do you like the outlook of the Lady Grizz right now? I think it's awesome. I mean, we are so deep all across the board. The freshmen are just, they go so hard at practice. I mean, they're lifting more than anyone on the team, and I'm like, jeez. I'm looking over, and they're benching 20 kilos, and I'm like, I got my tens on. <laughs> but, no, they're just, they're phenomenal athletes, and when they understand the like the IQ of the game and I mean college is different than high school it's way faster way more physical and everyone else is just smarter so once they get that down which as time there's no doubt that they will we we are going to be a very hard team to stop all across the board 
This is Brian's first or third year, uh, and you guys have worked with him throughout this whole time. And a lot, a lot, there's a lot of returning faces too, not just the new uh, folks. So I guess what's kind of coming in this year? How much excitement is there, knowing that there's a lot of experience and kind of things are kind of rolling now, and you're used to it, I guess, with him and um, just everybody back with all that experience. Yeah, no, it's huge. I mean, we just gotta keep buying in everyone. Uh, it's our job as the people who've been there. Me, Haley, and Carmen were the last three who's been there since my freshman year. But um, no, we just gotta help the new people the freshmen and the transfers just understand like trust him like it works when i mean when we ran what we did and we weren't in two different defenses i mean he told us what to do and that would have worked if we were in it but that's on us and i mean he's super knowledgeable our coaching staff is phenomenal one got to be one of the best in the nation for sure the transfers mj and maggie they got the start tonight and played well just what's it like kind of working with them because they're veteran players too they're just new to this program mj brings energy like i've never seen before she, i mean she never lets up she's just always there always a positive face and like attitude and even maggie too she's got a ton of experience she's got she's a great shooter i mean people have to they can't help off of her so that opens up the floor a ton and i mean just personalities are team meshes and our team chemistry is phenomenal this year. You mentioned the fatigue. I mean, you played 37 minutes tonight. Is that, uh, how do you handle knowing that you're going to be playing heavy minutes like that? I mean, it's probably something you're going to be doing all year. Um, yeah, I just got to make sure I'm hydrated. I got to figure out, I got a pretty bad cough recently and I don't know what that's about, but uh, like I played under 20 minutes on Tuesday or Wednesday and I was struggling there, but tonight I felt a lot better. Just got to eat the right foods, get sleep, and especially hydrate so my legs don't cramp. The right foods, get some sleep, and hydrate. Great advice from Danny Barch. It's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Ryan and Miller Law. We haven't really done a Lady Grizz preview, so let's hear from Brian Holsinger. First of all, his initial reactions after last night's 83-70 loss at Gonzaga, and then some season preview stuff as well. Here's Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach. It seemed like every time you guys tried to get the momentum, then they would answer. I mean, just talk about the back and forth. Proud of our kids. We came out a little nervous, I think, and, and then made a nice little run to get it closer at the half. Made a few just weird mistakes that we just got to clean up in general, like the last possession stuff. Too many turnovers in the first half. We cleaned that up, which I was proud of. You know, they're a good team, and they're really experienced. <laughs> they're, you know, they are. They got senior, 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 senior all across the board, and and that's what shows, right? They, we just couldn't quite execute good enough to get over the hump. There's multiple times we had chances to get a stop and a score that would have really shifted things, I think. And they just, they just executed well. Um, and we made too many mistakes. I mean, we made some. You know, they got some really easy buckets there in the fourth quarter from our mistakes. Um, and so you, you can't have those mistakes. When it comes to just communication with so many new players in the lineup, how tough is it, especially defensively? It's hard, really hard. So that, that was the biggest issue, and this is what we just talked about in the locker room, is, is that when I relay something or Nate relays something from the bench down here, we're on the other end, we have to all communicate it well. And, and so there was miscommunications all over the floor where people didn't know what we were supposed to be in, what we were doing on on balls. And so those are the mistakes that, that good teams like them and the Trunk Sisters, who they're really good. They're experienced. I mean, that that group of those that group of five, other than Brendan Maxwell, have been together for five years, you know. And so they took advantage. You can't make mistakes like that against a real good team. And we made too many. How many of these early games is kind of figuring out rotation? You played a lot of players tonight, a lot of new faces. Like how much of that is this kind of these early few games is trying to get that rotation and just see what these girls can do together yeah a lot I looked at the minutes and I'm like geez we you know we were all over the board a little bit honestly um, I wish it was a little bit clearer at this point 
But, you know, we got freshmen, too, you know, who come, came in and turned it over really quickly. And, and that's normal in a big game. They haven't played in front of, you know, Adrian Lincoln has never played in front of a crowd like that and in that big a game. And she came in a little scared. And so, um, and against a good team, you can't really let her play through it. You got you got it. So thank goodness for Danny Bartsch, who stepped up and played a ton of minutes. Um, she's the one kid who played a ton of minutes. Carmen would have played a, more, a lot more minutes, but she was in foul trouble the entire game. So, Can you speak to Danny's performance? Obviously, we got to see her break out last year defensively. And then uh, her offense showed a little bit, but tonight she was doing it all, had a double-double out of the gates. I mean, the Barches, are you kidding? Between her and her sister, making Montana famous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of her. She actually hasn't really even shot it that well. You can ask her. She hasn't really shot it that well in practice. And she comes out here and looks like she's our best shooter, which I'm like, thank you. That's perfect. It looks like we're going to have to start running things for her. Um, I was thinking of her more as a passer, but... Now I'm like, hey, let's run some stuff for her to get her some more shots. She got easy buckets early, though. Do you think that helped spark her a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Scrappy ones underneath the rim, went to the rim a couple times. She just did a really good job. You know, you got to take advantage. They're really big. They play big. They like to play big. Um, they took advantage of that against us when we were smaller, and we took advantage of that in the first half a little bit better uh, by attacking the rim and attacking their bigs when we got mismatches. So, But at the end, they just executed a little bit better than we did. Uh, and that's why the score is what it was. Other places you want to make progress defensively? Yeah, I mean, we they're a tough cover. We just made so many execution mistakes, um, so many. Um, that's why you see a lot of the subbing going on, to be honest with you. I'm not going to put up with defensive mistakes. I don't care who it is. Um, you got to do the right thing, and if you're not, you're going to get subbed. And that's, that leads to a little bit of a choppiness. I'm willing to do that early in the season just to make, make a point that we got to defend better. We're just not defending as good as we can yet. Season outlook question, Brian. Just a lot of, like we mentioned, a lot of transfers, a lot of new faces with the freshmen. Just how have they assimilated so far? Obviously, Maggie and MJ started tonight. You saw Adria play a little bit. Just how have those new faces kind of assimilated so far since they've gotten here? They've been good. I mean, we again, this is so early. I, I mean, these guys to ask them to execute perfectly, honestly, is not fair at this point. First game of the season against this kind of competition. They were going to make some mistakes. We needed to hit a few more shots tonight to to overcome the mistakes defensively. Interesting. I just I think that the two the well the, I think there's th- three big question marks. Lady Grizz are gonna have to answer, but I think they will. I mean that's why it's why you play for several months in a row. But I think that managing the minutes because they do have a lot of talent. So who who's gonna fill what spots? Who's gonna take up the lion's share of the minutes? Who's gonna play the most? I think that's one thing they gotta figure out. I also think that they want to play a defensive style but they have a lot of offensively inclined players. How do they balance that out? What are their best defensive lineups? What are their best offensive lineups? How do they figure out a way to hide uh, some of their o- o- offensive-oriented players that maybe aren't quite as good defensively? That'd be a question. And also, Brian Holsinger, I think it's a, a dichotomy there. He just mentioned, hey, sometimes we're not getting what I want defensively. I'm going to pull you out of the game because I want you to know. I want, I want it to be clear that you know defense is a huge priority. I think that's good in terms of the statement, but maybe flawed in the terms of the growth, just because I think that part of all elements of sports and even in life are about fighting through stuff. Sometimes you can't really get better defensively, especially from a communication standpoint and a team defense standpoint, unless you just fight through it, unless you go through it, unless you're allowed to make mistakes. So, We'll see, but I do think Lady Grizz team are very talented. There's lots to be excited about with Lady Grizz basketball coming into uh, this upcoming season. Nuana's now ESPN Radio.
Tommy Evans back from the other side of the ocean. He's crashing the party. Next, keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Isn't this one of the best songs ever? Have you been completely indoctrinated? You went to the Europe and now we're just listening to like Ibiza club jams? <laughs> no, but that's one of the great David Guetta club songs. Uh, hey, 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 this might surprise people. I actually love that kind of music. I'm, to- wow. I'm totally into like house music. David Guetta yeah, is yeah. sweet. He is sweet. One of my most fun days of my life was in uh, Las Vegas at my brother's bachelor party at Wet Republic, the pool at MGM. Oh, yeah. With oh, Steve yeah. Aoki playing in the middle of the day. And we no were, way. I mean, we were drinking like these 47-ounce margaritas and just having the greatest day of all time. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's nostalgic, Coulter, and it that's is. why it's my rejoined song today. Because <laughs> no, I'm full of big feelings, Coulter, and we're going to talk about them, okay? Well, Tommy's... Uh, Back from the other side of the ocean. It's Noah's now ESPN Radio. He yes, it uh, is. got married in early October. Thanks for having a great party. Thanks for hosting all oh, of yeah, us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming out, everybody. That was fun. And then you uh, then you went on the other side of the ocean. I did. And uh, traipsed around Europe for a couple weeks. What, Hung out uh, in was, Italy and what Spain. What was the best part? I don't have a best part, Coulter. It There's, sounded like the whole thing was great. You guys are so good magical. at like, keeping people up on your social media. So I was yeah. just reading your eloquent writings. It was like yeah, reading yeah. Tommy's journal. Yeah, yeah. I love the one where you guys went to the market and got all the food, made your own dinner? Dude, it was amazing. I I picked out swordfish, and I cooked up some swordfish, and we made this orange garlic pesto sauce. We had a cooking class in Sicily for the listeners out there. Wow. Just unbelievable. So let me tell you something. I may look like a blonde guy, but I'm an (laughs) Italian guy now because I can make pasta like nobody's business. Somebody out there, look, if you have a a, a tax burden and you need to gift some money, gift it to me because I'm going to open a food truck and serve pasta and garlic bread and wine. And it's going to be a great time, Coulter. Do you know what else I'm going to serve? What's that? I'm also going to serve one of my favorite snacks. And we can talk to the <laughs> listeners about this. Peanuts. Okay, okay. everybody okay. out there, these I are shelled to- peanuts. I haven't even told you guys this. Tommy eats the peanuts full. Doesn't yes. take them out of the shell. Okay, because that's how I grew up eating the peanuts. And is I this had, bizarre? Give me just a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I had no down idea this, this is bizarre. This is such a problem for everybody here. <laughs> 
I, Jeff, don't agree with him. I'm listening, don't boost him on I'm this. I'm sitting in the basement and Tommy's eating the whole peanut. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? How else do you eat them? I'm like, you crack it open and eat them. Do no. you eat oranges that way too? Do you just like bite straight into the peel and eat them like don't that? Don't be like, ridiculous, Andrew. Do you eat a cantaloupe like We're that? Having, you just chew on the rind oh and everything too? We're having a very normal conversation. Then you come in with this dumb stuff like this. Well, I'm just curious <laughs> though. I'm trying to, I love to learn about the world. Yeah, so do I, Andrew. And I had no idea that the world, except for me, was was taking all this time to do this, to peel the shell and go like this and go, oh, look, I worked really hard for my one peanut. Who does this? In the entire world, who does that? I want to know. Nobody. I want to know how your stomach feels after you eat all the shells. My whole life, Colter, it's been fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, this, Ta-da. Is, this is coming from the guy that drinks 64 ounces of coffee every single day. So I think You've seen me fall asleep. If I, if I get my fresh coffee, that's right. I can sleep like a rock. <laughs> Tommy Evans here on Nuanas now. He's got his show, the new show, coming up here in about, I don't know, six minutes. Yeah. It's uh, from six to seven here uh, on 103.3 The Trail, Montana's Quality Rock. What's going on on the new show today? Um, You're a big Black Crows fan. Yep, yes. Andrew Coulter in the bat, or I mean, uh, Jeff, sorry. Um, So the Black Crows are putting out this new box set, mm. and there's 14 never-before-released Black Crows songs on it. Mm, I'm debating. We might just go wall-to-wall Black Crows for like half an hour, just play them all. So we're at least going to hear one of those. What about the new Beatles song? This is what I, when you texted me that you wanted to come on, I figured you were going to come in in hot with Now and Then. You wanted to listen to this. Man, it's just, it's just so beautiful and it's so amazing, Coulter. It's, there's nothing better in the world than in 2023, I got to go on to the radio and say, here I am today to play the new Beatles song. It's so cool, it's man. It's crazy, right? It's like it's it was created over the course of multiple decades through multiple means of recording technology, and it's just this beautiful apex uh, bow on the Beatles' technical achievements as a band. How about the Rolling Stones putting out a new record, too? Not just a single, a whole deal. This That's guy's cool. eating the peanut shell. <laughs> so I forgot we were on. Sorry. Um, um, roll, have you listened to the Rolling Stones new tracks yet? Actually, I have a couple of those I've been listening to. The seven-minute one uh-huh. with Adele on it. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Great. I it's can't really wait to good. check it out. I, I, I heard about both these things last night because uh, one of our great music aficionado friends was at the Lady Grizz game, and he, he's always standing up for you and the Beatles. And uh, Was this Regime Seabrook? No, chance? this uh, our good friend Bob Simonson. So if Bob O's listening, thanks for the... Uh, he called me today again and said, you have to listen to the... He's, he's in his 70s, so he, he grew up with this music. He's like, you got to listen to the new Beatles song, and you got to listen to the Rolling Stones album. Thank you for having good taste, unlike Coulter. <laughs> The new show coming up here at 6 p.m. You can find it every Tuesday uh, on the trail, 103.3. I'm glad you're back, man. Thanks for... uh, Thanks, thanks yeah, me too. Thanks for coming in. I had a fun time. Uh, If you missed anything in the show today, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Black Book Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. We will be back at it tomorrow, our uh, standard Wednesday lineup. Sam Herter, Hero Sports. We also got our Montana State Minute featuring LaBelle Price Jr. He's a senior there for the Bobcat football team. We have our ESPN roundtable, but it's prep football style. We'll hear from all four AA high school coaches that are in alive in the semifinals, and we'll also have some Grizz football coverage as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store.
Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with their shirt it. on, and it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.